to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 27 of Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Your host, Noah Cross, here, coming at you with Dylan Bracha. Good to see you there, buddy. Thanks for joining us today. And obviously, Tyler Bard, and just a quick note. For some of you over here on the East Coast, you know, we have a big mm-hmm. snowstorm currently rumbling outside of our doors. And Tyler's, uh, I think, connection is being just a little messed with. So that's why you're not going to see his beautiful face today. But we do have his beautiful just my lovely voice. emoji, <laughs> just his voice and his emoji that our good friend Drew made that you'll see on his Twitch streams. Because don't forget, we stream on Facebook, YouTube at Bard Cross Entertainment and Twitch at TBARD5195. And you can also find us anywhere where you find your favorite podcasts. So and quick please- correction, this emote was made by rachel oh my mistake rachel drew it herself very nice very nice (laughs) okay well it is very fancy so there you have it and please remember as always we are not a market substitute for aw's dynamite please go watch dynamite live every wednesday night at 8 p.m eastern standard time on the tnt network and with that being said dylan how are you welcome I'm good. It's been a while since I've been on here. I've missed yes, it. Yes, it's been a little bit. We're glad to have yeah. you back. You and your Super Bowl uh, <laughs> sweater there, Super Bowl Sunday today. So we'll we'll maybe talk a little bit about the Super Bowl for two mm. seconds at the end there. <laughs> but <Go> this, <laughs> this is a wrestling show. So let's hop into the action here. Dylan, what'd you think of the night? Uh, overall, it was pretty good. I know this wasn't like a pay-per-view, but it had that kind of feel with the beach break and uh, you know the whole theme of it. Yeah, I like absolutely. the whole night overall. I think my biggest criticism that I would have is it's beach break, but yet it's like February and it's yeah, cold. Yeah. And it's they are, in, they are in, in Florida. Yeah, that's what I say. They <laughs> are in Jacksonville, but it's still February. So, anywho, we'll start off with the opening contest this week where we got to see the tag team battle royale. The battle royale to determine the top contenders to the Young Bucks AEW World Tag Team Championships kicked off this week's broadcast. Competing in the match were the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, also another two-team duo of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, the Inner Circle, Chris Jericho and MJF, duo of Santana and Ortiz, and then another duo of Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, Private Parties, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn, the Acclaims, uh, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, and Top Flight. So a lot of people in the ring, obviously a lot of action. The Bucks also competed uh, a win for them, earning the champs the right to choose their challengers at Revolution on March 7th. The Bucks started the match fast and furious, wiping out the competition with a urgency fueling the competition. Dante of Top Flight went soaring to the first floor. I'm sorry, went soaring to the floor first, and Reynolds follow. Silver sent Hager packing in early uh, an early highlight. Santana eliminated Matt Jackson, while Jericho and MJF sent Bowens out. Luchasaurus went on a spree, pushing anyone in his path and grounding them with pure strength. The mask-wearing big man sent Sue Grayson to the floor, but Uno and Silva responded by sending him out. Uno saw his night end shortly thereafter, as Mark Quinn, as did Mark Quinn. So what do we think about how early the Bucks got eliminated here? Oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. That was it's insane, crazy. and I know Dylan's a big uh, Bucks guy, so I'm sure he wasn't happy. Uh, not gonna lie, I kind of thought they were gonna win the match. Um, a lot of people they, did. They kept stating it. They won the last year's one. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they won again. Mm. They were yeah, out like early. Like for the commentator thing. Yeah. Uh, they were, I, when they went out that early, I was like, was that a botch? Is that supposed to happen? 
I, I wasn't sure if that was a mistake. Noah, actually, I texted him as it was happening. I go, oh, my God, it's a disaster. I actually mm-hmm. thought it was I actually thought it was a botch. Um, but as we found out, it didn't turn out to be. Mm. Absolutely. All right. Well, Santana and Ortiz drew the biggest heat of the match by eliminating the fan favorite Silver and then proceeded to catch a beating from Nick Jackson. The former LAX was super kicked to the floor as Jackson rolled. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, the reigning Impact Wrestling Tag Champions, appeared and helped eliminate Cassidy. Distracted by the Good Brothers, Jackson was dumped by MJF. This left Jungle Boy, Caster, and Darius Martin to square off with the inner circles MJF, Jericho, and Guevara. The trio of heels teamed up on and eliminated Jungle Boy, MJF mocking him on the way out. Caster teed off on MJF and held him as Guevara teased a superkick. The Spanish God missed, though, and rocked Caster. Caster recovered and dumped MJF just before Martin sent him packing. The underdog Martin fought off Jericho and Guevara. Jericho inadvertently eliminated Guevara and then caught Martin with the Judas effect for the W. So great way to open the show. We Tyler and I over the last two weeks have actually been saying how they haven't been using their formula of a tag team match to open it. And I think they listened and they listened very, very well. <laughs> Because, like, oh, you like tag team, yeah, huh? Exactly. <laughs> this is like a this is like a, a wet dream for Teddy Long. Uh, he loved every single second of this. So, Dylan, what do you think of the opening contest? Oh, it was great, and I'm I am happy with who won. I think that's going to be an exciting match come Revolution. Jericho and MJF and the Young Bucks. My mm. fear is that this is the crumbling end to the inner circle. So, I, yeah. I, I'm not that sure how great. that though. Yeah. Especially with that moment later on in the night where right. uh, Sammy walked out of the locker room. Um, it's it's not looking great. And it, it seems everyone but Sammy and maybe Hager are on board right now. Um, so maybe we just lose Hager and Sammy. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they go off and, and peel off as their own tag team. Uh, I was disappointed a little bit, though. I, I was really hoping Jungle Boy would pull off this win. And uh, he got eliminated rather unceremoniously. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end there. And uh, I, I guess it makes sense because they already have their storyline with FTR. Um, and I swear to God, FTR, if you hurt one hair on Marco Stunt's head, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I'm going to be pretty upset about that. Mm-hmm. But no, that, that storyline is... is pretty incredible. So I get why he didn't win. Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree with you there. The storyline that they're going into is good. So they're not really going to derail and change course just because of this amazing championship opportunity but they'll be there i I think right now jungle boy has the most fan support out of any Mm. single wrestler in AEW. it is absolutely insane the amount of hype he gets when he comes out to the ring with everyone singing his entrance music now um Mm. i i I think he's one of the best things going in in AEW. i could totally get behind that and totally agree with that so that doesn't shock me at all to hear that opinion, but I agree. Uh, and that brings us into a segment, not a match, but a talking segment here where we maybe get some answers here. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting address street, the uh, Revolution street fight. Ahead of Revolution on March 7th, TNT champion Darby Allen and his mentor slash tag team partner Sting made their way to the ring for a promo with Tony Schiavone. Schiavone announced Allen will defend his TNT championship against Joey Janela before Revolution. But before he could continue, yeah, random. I mean, okay, why not, right? Darby's a fighting champion. Mm. 
Taz and his team interrupted the proceedings. The human suplex machine said that they were not allowed in the arena after beating up staffers last week. They will be in full force next week watching Allen defend his title because we just love watching people stand on the on the uh, <laughs> ramp you know, in the middle of matches. It's not awkward at all. Um, even though like half the arena is empty, just go find a seat. Um, <laughs> literally go find a seat. Sting revealed he will be there next week too to make sure things remain one-on-one. He issued a warning to Ricky Starks, too. He said, you say when you look into the Stinger's eyes, you don't see the icon anymore. Maybe you need to take a closer look. So uh, fighting words there by Sting. It's getting a little exciting. Tyler, what are you thinking about this? I think it sounds like the, that the uh, Stinger and Darby Allen about to get their asses kicked for the first time next week. Uh, I think they have finally finally pissed off Taz and crew enough that they are not going to cower and run. Uh, and I, I think Taz or uh, not Taz. I think uh, powerhouse Hobbs is going to get his hands around the neck of stinger. And mm. uh, I think they're going to finally look like, oh, they're a little bit too weak to be able to go into this street fight. But we all know when it gets out and there is no holds barred and the rules don't long, no longer matter that Darby and sting have the upper hand. Mm. Absolutely. I agree with that 110,000%. Dylan? Yeah, I'm going to agree with that take. Um, I'm getting kind of bored of you know them just coming out and talking. Mm-hmm. So to really start packing this up and getting people ready, I think a brawl has to go down. Whether it's you know security gets in the way or they just get beat up. Mm. I think we need something to start getting excited for this match. No, definitely. Speaking of beat up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Yep. You, you're correct. You're correct. Anyway, anyway. Uh, yes, I agree 100%. Um, I am more than ready for some action to take place. I still don't know how I feel about Sting wrestling, but he's a grown man. So we'll see what happens. Uh, well, is this really going to be a wrestling match or a spot fest? It might be I don't a know. cinematic fest. If that's true, it, it could oh, be a cinematic be. match. That you could definitely be a pre-filmed one? I, I could see it because that's what he wanted with The Undertaker. This is true. Before. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he wants to take, especially for a uh, first match back. Yeah. Because the last time they did a street fight like this, um, it was the Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz, and that was AEW's very first five-star match. And it was um, beautiful. It was an amazing match. Right. So I think it has a lot of potential to be an incredible match, and I think that's probably what they're going to go off of. But you could be right because it's staying. Maybe it is pre-recorded, and they're going to do a lot of cinematic stuff. Hmm. It definitely could be, and I'm I'm really excited to see where the direction with that. You goes. know what's exciting about that, Noah, is that we don't know. Right. We can't predict it. That's why it's great. They're killing it right now. They hmm. keep us on the edge of our seats every week. This is why I uh, there's very few wrestling shows that I've tuned into every single week for the last five years. This has been every single week I tune in live. No, most definitely. It's 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 uh, can't miss action, as some yeah. people would coin it, and which is always exciting. And that brings us into another ta- uh, sorry, another match here. We got some women's action as we got to see Thunder Rosa take on Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Britt Baker, oh, always great having Britt Baker on the show. I feel like she elevates into the next. Incredible wrestlers too. Oh yes, oh yes, absolutely. In a match. Weeks in the making, Dr. Britt Baker battled the former NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa, 
Rosa chased Rebel out of the ring and wasted little time taking the fight to Baker, rocking her with a series of drop kicks. The good doctor turned the tide in her favor, stretching Rosa around the ring post and stunning her with a hard forearm to the face. Baker dominated throughout the break, wearing her opponent down and setting her up for a lockjaw submission. Rosa mounted a comeback after the commercial, but quickly fell prey to the sling blade by Baker. A big kick further rocked the former. Baker delivered a shoulder breaker, but still only managed a two count. She struggled with the glove that sets up her finisher. The commentary team, um, are well, that was so funny. That, <laughs> commentary... was, that was such like a cringe moment in the match where yes. he couldn't get the glove on. I was like, oh, God, uh, COVID reasons. I get it, but oh, please. Mm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, so the, basically the commentary team were making excuses for Baker. Yeah, right. Is what right. we'll say there. All right. She managed <laughs> uh, a running stomp and tried for the lockjaw. Rosa countered, Baker countered, and the baby face ended the grappling with a side suplex. As Rosa sought her finisher, Rebel entered the ring and pulled off one of the turnbuckle pads. Rosa relinquished the hold and dropped the, the assist the assistant. Baker eventually caught Rosa, sent her into the exposed turnbuckle, and scored the win with the lockjaw by referee stoppage. The baby face unable to defend herself. I thought this match was awesome because of Baker won. So <laughs> besides my absolute bias, uh Dylan, what'd you think, sir, of this women's action? Um, this also might be a little biased, but I think this is probably AEW's best women's match they've had. Yeah, uh, a long time. Sure. I think, and Chris I mean, this is, is what it, it has entered the chat because you yeah. said that, but we haven't seen her in a long time. So, <laughs> but that's that's what I'm saying is these two are the two best they've they've got, and like I'm waiting for you know the women's title to change hands, and either one of these two deserve it. Uh, I'm leaning towards Britt Baker should have it, but. Great match, and I'm happy Britt Baker won. For sure. Yeah, Tyler. I think once they get rid of Reba, uh, I'll be happy uh, <laughs> because I think it just absolutely ruins Britt Baker for me. I think I'd probably like her more if Reba was not there. Mm. Um, I get it for the heel aspect, someone to always give her an upper hand and a, a winning strategy. Um, you know, that collapsing into the turnbuckle, that was great. It set up the unconscious, uh, you know, finishing move. So, you know, it was it was all right. Um, but like the finish was all right. The match itself was great. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think one thing that I, I, AW does a little too much is the hokiness of having a third party interfere in the match. Yeah, um, they do it a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Like in this match with Reba, we just like, there's an entire segment literally dedicated to how the, um, team Taz interferes with anything Darby tries to do. Yeah. And then and Sting interferes to even it up. It's just Let, like I'll just say, for example, you literally said that. I'm just going to quickly flash one, yeah, two, literally yeah. both of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll, we'll definitely cover that, and you'll understand where we're coming from. Exactly. Uh, and with that being said, after some great women's action, we obviously got to roll into some other action. So we're going to go from Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, to Clovercrest Media, CMG. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997 when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20 plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack. 
hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. Across up by Colby, we'll float to Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, it's fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League Exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. Kyle Okay, stay alive, Charlie. Stay alive. Stay alive. Just take your time. If you got to start jumping to keep yourself, do the slow jump. You'll keep yourself alive longer. Oh! Who was that? Was that you, Mick? Yes. Oh, I thought I died. No. It's okay. It's okay. All right, Kyle. Win? Me and you. We'll get the seventh win right now. Unicorn still holding on. All right, all right. They're gonna take each other out, Kyle. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, oh, there's a the dino. We all right, Kyle, me and you, bud. Let's see what we got. Oh. All right. Nice. Seven personal wins today. That is insane. That is definitely the most I have ever had on. And there you have it, Tyler on his Twitch stream, T-Bard5195, always killing it. And I have yet to get a single win in Fall Guys. Granted, I don't play. I don't play it. Um, oh, but Lord. Tyler knows how bad I am. I, I don't. My crown rank is like mid two hundreds now. Good Lord! Wow. <laughs> I'm only twenty. No, hold on. I'm sixteen crowns away from my first golden costume. We're almost Shoot. there. Well, join Tyler as he streams and such. We may or may not be on to later today, uh, but we'll see what happens. And with that being said, we'll hop back into the action here from the previous episode of Dynamite. But please remember that we are not a market substitute for AW's Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite Live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the TNT Network. And that's going to roll us into Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy versus Chaos Project. Citing the disrespect shown by Chaos Project Serpentico and Luther toward Brody Lee Jr. a week ago, Hangman Page and Matt Hardy joined forces for a tag team showdown with the heels, as, as you do, I guess. Luther and Serpentico beat down and isolated Hardy for the uh, heart of the match before the hot tag to Page sparked the comeback. Hangman lit Serpentico up with the buckshot lariat, but Hardy tagged himself in and scored the pinfall. After the match, a hesitant page eventually raised his partner's arm in victory, while Hardy flashed a manipulative look. So this is kind of going back again to what Hardy did previously with the uh, 
I'm sorry. Private Party. Yes, thank you, Private Party. Uh, when Matt Hardy tagged himself in to get the win, and they were just kind of like, "Bro, what the hell?" Like, yeah, it's it's funny because he's he's not tagging himself in and like hitting a swanton or hitting mm-hmm. a boot. He just tags himself in and pins. Yes, that's <laughs> well, it. I, I think it's hilarious, and uh, yeah. I got to give a shout out to Drew because Drew actually sent me a Snapchat of him watching, and it was right at that moment. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, look at you! You're watching wrestling, Oh, Drew." Drew nice. is uh, our, our, our project where we try to get him to watch wrestling. We try very <laughs> hard and he, he, he's a good sport about it. Yes. Sometimes you know, <laughs> like, like he does it by himself sometimes like Wednesday. So we're very proud of him. He watched the Royal rumble under his own accord too. He, he did. He actually texted. Out. He actually texted. Wow. What you think he texted you? He texted me like, Hey, do you know Noah's sign on? Yeah. And I was like, uh, probably, but just text him. So I'm not giving away Noah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He actually wanted to watch. Um, but anyway, so this match here, I, I don't know. It, it happened. I mean, what, Dylan, what do you think? Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. It was quick, you know, yeah. and I know AW doesn't do anything without a reason, but this just seemed thrown together. Mm. Uh, I really hope we're not going to see hangman, like get enticed again for the last couple of weeks. We've already dealt with that. So, Ready to see him move on and be his own thing. It's like we I, just yeah, threw him right I back. I agree in. with you, Dylan. It looks like this might set up his next rivalry, though. Mm. I think it may be Hangman and, and uh, Matt Hardy fighting at the at Revolution. Is it Revolution that's coming up? Yeah. 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 Um, that that will be the match for Hangman um, because I think Matt's probably going to push too hard. Mm. Mm, I could see it. I could see it, but. All right, I don't want to spend too much time on this match because I felt like it was pointless. So, as, so Dil- as Dylan said, I uh, just I don't know. I don't have anything to say about it. It's like, all right, it, they, it happened. Yay! Anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of not yay, this happened as well. The wedding of Kip Saban and Rude. Penelope Ford. Oh, who cares? This is stupid. The ring decorated. <laughs> the ring decorated for a grand wedding ceremony. And by the way, do you remember the last wedding ceremony that actually had Miro a part of? Yes, Bobby Lashley and Lashley. Yes, I was there. That was in Hartford, Connecticut. Right. I was with Uncle Anthony, and that unfortunately was the main event of the show. And the show <laughs> wasn't terrible. Like I was actually into it a little bit. I, I it was Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. That was a match that was really good. That was fun. And you were at the show, right? So this energy that goes around with it, and then that segment of a Dylan was there the too, show. I believe. Dylan, no, I I didn't make it to that one. I had something going on. But... Okay. But yeah, so in college. That ruined the night, just like how the you know this. I guess I wouldn't say this is much better. I wouldn't say this ruined the night. This is this is a, a decent wedding. It was a little cringy, but mm. pretty cringy. I don't know. All right, the ring decorated for a grand wedding ceremony. Groom Kip Sabian, Best Man Miro, and Vicky Guerrero made their entrance. Jerry Lynn walked the aisle arm in arm with Bride Penelope Ford, delivering her in front of the rather sinister minister, Father <laughs> James <laughs> Father James Mitchell. That was great. Yes. Was yeah. There was an exchange of vows and then rings and some I do's before Mitchell T's asking if anyone had any objections. Miro cut that off, reminding the bride and groom of the nightmarish weddings he had lived through in the past, as we just referenced before. Mitchell pronounced Sabian and Ford husband and wife. They kissed and Miro delivered a toast. They didn't just kiss. Oh, yeah. They tongue twisted. All right. <laughs> you know what? We didn't have to like say it. Okay. Uh, Miro attacked a gift he was certain was a trick, but turned out not to be one. Chuck Taylor uh, chained Miro to the bottom rope, blasted Sabian, and uh, knocked Ford into the cake. 
Orange Cassidy appeared and joined Taylor, standing tall and leaving the best man seething with anger. We all know that if there's a cake in any capacity, whether it's a birthday, yeah, an like, anniversary, what? or a wedding, somebody is yeah, getting obviously not the cardboard yeah. cake. Yeah, someone's oh, going on, on cake. Someone's going in the cake. Cake's going in someone's face. That's like a wrestling rule. If at this point, uh, you can't just you know not have cake Poor and wrestling and, and eat. What are they going to do? Eat it? That's stupid. God. She was all beautified up, and mm-hmm. she gets launched into the damn cake. Save and so, oh, Save it. God, it just Save it, it didn't need to happen. Leave, leave Penelope alone. It didn't need to happen. This whole wedding didn't need to happen. Yeah, uh, I'm not even gonna get your. I'm, I'm not even gonna get your opinions. Um, no, right. it was good. It was better than some we've seen in the past. If we're comparing it to like WWE. I, I was kind of expecting something to happen unexpected. Like I kind of was like, Orange Cassidy makes sense, but I I don't know. Maybe Trent comes back, or you know, something happened. Like well, I, he's I, still I, injured, I believe. Right, but I was like, something should happen, and I just I don't know. It was lackluster. Oh, we got the we got the handcuffed ankles, which were also super, uh, which was also super awkward. But you know, yeah. it happened. Just stood it there happened. and had it put around his ankle like it was nothing. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> he was like, I don't feel anything. This yeah. is normal. <laughs> My ankles normally have things being wrapped around them as I talk. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's into that. Maybe he's into that. We don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Him and Lana are definitely. Yeah, Lana on the show. We don't know. All right. Anywho. What, Noah? Anywho. Let's get back to some wrestling here for the uh, love of everything. I guess that's a good idea. Yes. It's called Cross and Wrestling Entertainment. As we got to, oh, I don't know if I have this on. Oh, here we go. Uh, the Lumberjack match between Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston. The smallest group of Lunderjacks ever <laughs> surrounded the squared circle as Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston squared off in a rematch of last week's show. By the way, that was a natural reaction to me laughing because Tyler write, like Tyler and I write each other's scripts. I write the baseball mm-hmm. scripts. He writes wrestling. So, And we don't like to look before, if we can help it. Um, at least too in-depth. Um, but that's funny. Good, good, good one, Tyler. Um, Just got to make sure it's all there first. Yeah, absolutely. Chaos reigned early, culminating with the Murderhawk Madman launching himself over the top rope and wiping out everyone around the ring. Kingston, though, wasted, um, sorry, wrestled, wrestled control of the match away from his larger opponent and controlled the match during the break. Archer delivered a full Nelson slam to return the tide in his favor. The bunny entered the ring, jumping on Archer's back. Lance teased the blackout, but Kingston rocked his opponent with a backfist on the floor, Jake Roberts knocked out in Helico, allowing Archer to recover. Kingston cut off with an exploder suplex. The blade set up a table. The Bear County cut off his hand. I'm sorry, cut off both his hands with the Butcher's attempted interference. Butcher delivered a Uranagi for two. Rock Kingston with a right hand and delivered the blackout off the middle rope for the win. Great match, yet another interference fucking type of thing. I'm sorry I said the oh, F word, yeah. but it's just constant. Um, I don't know. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, again, uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we began. Sorry, let me get the picture down. Uh, we were talking about this match specifically a little bit before we began the podcast. And I just wish that these two could have a no stipulation, one-on-one, everyone out. Uh, no one can be at ringside. Uh, you put them in the damn practice set so that there's literally no one around. It's just the two of them in the ring. 
because we all know it as wrestling fans. These two guys have been around a long time, mm. and we know that these guys could absolutely kick ass in the ring against each other. It almost feels like they're going to be moving away from this story a little bit uh, pretty soon here, and I feel like it never fully reached its full potential. Um, and that is sad, but they kept throwing these dumb stipulations on top of it. You know, the only spot in this match that really stood out to me was when Archer had, uh, uh, the bunny up in a crucifix and it looked like he was about to absolutely hurl her across the ring. Um, but otherwise it was just average lumberjack match, um, that had a pretty mediocre ending. Mm. Um, so I was overall unimpressed with this match. Okay. That Dylan. Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge fan of lumberjack matches to begin with. I don't, you know, unless they really, yeah, there's just really not a point. Like the heels attack the faces and then the faces attack the heels. And it's like, same thing. Like literally there's nothing different in any lumberjack match. Like they all have a special spot where they dive over the top rope and take them all out. And, you know, it's either the heel or the face Mm -hmm. wins after that. Um, I agree. They're both very talented and can do more than, you know, what we saw, but. It was a good match I'll, I, for a TV show. It doesn't need to yeah, be the five-star match that I know we know they could do. If right. they were to have a match of revolution one-on-one, you know, everybody's gone. They could totally put on the match of the night. Yeah. Right. They can't give us all of the, mm-hmm. uh, all the meat at once. Yeah, you're right. They do have to save it for a big occasion. Mm. No, and I, and I get saving all of it for a big occasion, but I've never been one to enjoy people fighting like three or four times leading up to the pay-per-view. I got sure. my, my thing is if they're going to fight, they're going to have this big blowout. Just have the one match at the pay-per-view. Like that's yeah, what we should heads a few times backstage. Yeah, something like that. Maybe, maybe even screw with each other. Like I said, have give a, give a, another opponent a, a, an edge up. Exactly. That can, I don't know about interfere. I think we have enough of that, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. If we're, talking, if we're talking in a general sense, yeah, right. in a general sense, that makes sense. I just, yeah, I agree with you 100. But uh, we'll see where these guys go. I mean, it could be leading to something much, much larger. I don't know. Neither, neither of them have a championship, but we'll right. see what happens. I, I like that saying, leading to things that are larger. Because oh boy, oh this yes, next <laughs> this main event. Oh my gosh! <laughs> just looking at the graphic, like you'll just mark out. As Who we would have thought see. a year ago that you mm. could have these six people on screen together in AEW? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Man. Or, in any, or in any company. Honestly, yeah, but you know, we don't talk yeah. about them. Yeah, and no, I'm saying anywhere, like even like independent circuit. Like, you know, oh, it, it doesn't it. matter. Yeah. These six in a ring at the same time was just like, you know, you told me you told me this was going to happen five years ago. Like, right, come on, let's let's. Yeah, let's hilarious. Right. Yeah, exactly. good one. You know? It's like it's like you know, it's like uh, what do you want for Christmas? You know, and Santa, you tell Santa you want this match, and he's gonna ask you what color. <laughs> he's gonna ask you what color you want your dinosaur. All right, like it's yeah, just right. not one of these guys was in Japan. Three, of, four of them were in WWE, and one of them was in Lucha Underground. Yeah, or no, TNA. actually Impact, Impact, I believe. Yeah, right, exactly in TNA at that time. Um, so now all of them are fighting in the same place, while respectively being in different uh, shows. Mm-hmm. So absolutely insane what AEW is doing right now to see all of these different guys uh, from different shows fighting each other. Love it. Absolutely. And let's hop into it. As we saw John Moxley, Ray Fenix and Pac take on Kenny Omega and the good brothers, the main event of beach 
I'm sorry, Beach Break, saw AW World Champion Kenny Omega partner with Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions The Good Brothers to battle Death Triangles Pac and Ray Phoenix and former world champion John Moxley. The heels controlled early, working over Pac, but the two-faced suicide by Moxley allowed the anti-heroes to stand tall heading into the break. During the timeout, though, Kenny and the, and the Good Brothers neutralized Moxley, beating him down and working him over to regain the upper hand. The former Bullet Club members worked over Moxley throughout the commercial. He fought back and made the hot tag to Phoenix. The Lucha Bro cut the line, lightning pace as he took flight to the competition. He joined Pac in stereo moonsaults, wiping Anderson and Gallows out at ringside. A springboard cutter scored a two-count on Omega as Phoenix rolled. Eventually, Pac found himself on the receiving end of a focus attack by the Heels, who teamed up with a triple neckbreaker. Omega delivered a Liger Bomb to Pac, but the bastard kicked out. He delivered a V-Trigger, but Pac slipped out of a one-wing angel. The babyfaces teed off on the world champion, rocking him with the signature offense, but only keeping him down for two. The pace quickened, leading to Pac breaking up a pinfall with a 450 splash. Phoenix delivered a moonsault for two and then flew right into a spine buster for two. The Good Brothers delivered the magic killer on Phoenix for the win. After the match, Lance Arcer hit the ring and cleared out Anderson and Gallows. Then, in a shocking conclusion, Kenta appeared and laid out Moxley with the GTS go to sleep to close out the show. Wow. Unreal. Seeing this man on our screens, I just I, Tyler was text blowing up my phone when this happened. So Tyler, tell me what you tell me what you're thinking. Oh my gosh! And now I the only I wasn't a big New Japan fan until Noah really really introduced me to it, and I started getting sick of what was going on in WWE, just getting kind of bored. Um, so I did know him though, but I knew him as Hideo. Um, so I was like, that looks a lot like Hideo. Why are they calling him Kenta? Who's this Kenta guy? He did the GTS. Who is this? And then I realized what was going on. Um, and I was like, oh, right. He, yes, that's, yes, I've heard of this. Okay. Uh, so yeah, very exciting. It looks like finally the deal has been made. NJPW, welcome to AEW. Uh, it is very exciting to see these guys coming over here and, uh, wrestling with AEW. It looks like we have a, an official partnership uh, and a deal among all three of Impact, AEW, and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling to uh, maybe put WWE out of their misery. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know about all that, but I agree with I, his, I, you. Know. I think if Cody Rhodes had his way, his goal is to end WWE. All right, all right. I don't know That's that. not what he said, but... Yeah, That's I don't not know what that. he said, because he would sound like Triple H and Vince McMahon. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> anywho, Dylan, what'd you think of the match here and Hideo making his debut? You want to talk about unexpected. I couldn't believe that he showed up in, in GTS Moxley. And I do know that Moxley showed back up in New Japan. And, you know, I was like, either they have like a two way contract or a deal's coming. And this sealed the deal that, you know, New Japan and AEW are working together. And that is so exciting. Uh, the match itself was great, back and forth. I think the only thing I can't get behind is Pac being a face. I, you know, the whole his his gimmick is being the bastard. Nobody likes him. I don't really like him as a face anymore. But 
It was a great match. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. I, I think that's why we went with the term like anti face. Like yeah. they're not fully faces, but they they're the ones we're cheering for. So technically, they're the face. Um, but yeah, oh no, he's so much better at the heel. He always has exactly. Been. Yeah, always has been. Absolutely. Not going to agree 110,000 percent. Always better as a heel. The main event was really good. Quick pace, a lot going on, and then to end it with that—that's how you end a show, as we always say. That is how. Okay, thanks, Tyler. Thank you. <laughs> that is how you end a show with a guy like Hideo Itami. I'm sorry, or Kento. Uh-huh. As we yes, Kento. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. I call. You're I, honestly, welcome. I didn't do that before you said it. So thanks a lot. I thanks. put it in your head. Yes, you did. You totally put it in my head. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens here. Uh, quick round here, Dylan. Do you think uh, Kento will stick around? Well, I do know next week it's slated that he's supposed to team with Kenny Omega and face Moxley yes. and Lance Archer. Yes, which and we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so excited about. It. I won't talk mm. about it in depth yet. So, um, I, my my long term hope is that we see a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club match. That's my. Oh. That's my mm. Fantasy of oh. what AEW can do with this partnership because that's teased a lot, and personally, that'd be amazing. So I hope so. Okay, Tyler. Oh my God, now I'm just excited for that now. <laughs> <laughs> We're missing two pieces though, and I've been teasing it for like a month and a half that hopefully it happens. Uh, could get maybe the the Prince and Shinsuke Nakamura back onto one of these two shows would make it so much more uh, incredible to finally get uh, the club versus the club. Mm. Um, oh, oh, God, I'm excited now. Don't put that in my head, Dylan. Hey, it's just dream matches. I, I could do those all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next we're going to get Undertaker versus Sting. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Noah liked it. Noah? Yeah, loved it. Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I'd love to see Kenta stick around. I don't know about that Bullet Club, Bullet Club thing you're talking about. That sounds a little bit much. Um, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I, as By a little bit much, I mean I just don't see it happening. Okay. That's that's. I mean, mountains would have to move. Uh, that's, that's Maybe. a lot. Granted, nobody in the beginning of this, nobody thought new Japan or AEW would have any relationship. So the fact that they're having a relationship is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, especially Tyler's take on the Finn Balor and yeah, I don't see that one. Uh, I mean, there's Shinsuke. definitely a bullet club in, you know, that my hope is domination. Like that's all I want. Is mm-hmm. for for them to become the prominent wrestling company in the world. Um, that is my hence why I'm going to continue showing this graphic uh, over and over again. Um, so yeah, no, I, I anything they can do to make themselves number one. Uh, they all say it's not about being the best. More wrestling's better for everyone. I no, it's about being the best. Take over, and then wrestling can be for everyone. Once you're in first place, then be humble. Yeah, but we saw that before. Hi, Courtney. Go let's, ahead, not for, let's not forget <laughs> that WCW versus WWE was a thing. WWE was phenomenal at that point. They won. They bought them out. And what happened to WWE after that? Well, they were the only company. Right. Well, they weren't. 
They're, well, once they bought them out, no one dared step exactly. up. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. WWE has gone stale for most part. So AEW could do the same thing. They could be phenomenal for a, a couple years stretch, right? They buy them out, and then they have no competition. That's not happening. I, I don't I don't think it will. I'm just saying that in Tyler's hope mm-hmm. that you know they dominate mm-hmm. and take over. I, I don't want hope. WWE to cease to exist. I just want AEW to be seen as the top dog. I know okay. that's going to be a year's it's, yeah, worth it's going to take a lot of time. For a that very happen. long time for that to happen. But they have absolutely shown that they have the potential and the talent right. to do it. Mm. No, absolutely. They're not they the washed up, used WWE talent that <laughs> WWE fans like to call it. They are guys who are underutilized. Who are now showing that they should have been more utilized than they than they were. Mm-hmm. All right, I got you. All right, and Listen, with that no, being I said, know you don't like these uncomfortable conversations. Being but said, Tyler, fans are toxic. Tyler, let's hear your rating out of five because we're market wrestling fans of the show. Dynamite. This is a solid four. I think without the wedding and the hangman match, it probably would have gotten a higher grade for me. Okay, Dylan. I'm gonna say a four too. Uh, same reasons. Yeah, also, I'm going to stick with you on the four. It wasn't the best show ever. It wasn't the worst show ever. That's just a lie. I'm going to go three and a half. I hate the winning segment. I think it's stupid. Um, Kenta really made up for it for me. Kenta really made up for it. That's like a full two stars. Or yeah. <laughs> but, anywho, let's go into the preview for next week. It's looking like it's going to be a fantastic show as usual. We always say that. Like, you know, yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, as we get to see the TNT Championship match where Darby Allen will go up against Joey Janela. We will get to see some tag team action as Chris Jericho and MJF take on the Acclaimed. We'll see what type of rhymes the Acclaimed will have for Jericho and MJF. We'll get to see Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson take on Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. As Isla said before, Cesar Bononi and Tyler got mad at me. Um, I Actually, no, go back, Tyler. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what I said. So I said Cesar Bononi, and I also said that he should have a gimmick similar to cheeseburger from new Japan where <laughs> instead of throwing out cheeseburgers, he just throws out pieces of bologna. That oh, would be, I would, pieces of I would buy that. I would buy that Cesar bologna t-shirt so quick, like no disrespect to Cesar Bononi. He's probably feeling a little bit disrespectful. I feel like yeah. he's missing a bit of an opportunity to be a megastar and a megastar. give out and give out bologna. How, all right, I'm just saying. Anyway, because then, you know, the second they do anything like that, they're gonna be like, "Oh, we just gotta uh, be like the new day." <laughs> what baloney? Baloney owes. Yeah, they make sure you ain't Oscar Meyer. <laughs> oh Lord! All right, and then more than likely the main event here yeah, has to be right. Yeah. Uh, a false count anywhere match, which I, I don't know who approved this, but uh, it's also he- unsanctioned <laughs> lights out. Yeah. So again, I don't know who approved it. This is gonna be, this is gonna be forty five minutes. Not even a question. Um, <laughs> we're gonna see. This might Kenny. be the first match that goes beyond the ten o'clock hour. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They always tease it. You know what? I want them to do that because they always tease it. I want them to be like, all right, we're doing it this week. You know, and not no, don't tell us, but just do it. Um, and then we're gonna uh, obviously this is Kenny Omega and Kenta versus John Moxley and Lance Archer. Going to be a great show. It'll so be excited. far more than just those four people involved in this match. Oh, definitely. Because, you know, if, if they follow. It's going to be insanity. 
if we follow any AW formula of interference, it's just going to be ridiculous. So this is going to be probably the most interfered with match <laughs> in the history of AEW. No, yeah. that, that, I could see it. I could totally see it. I think it'll be the fun. entire Bullet Club from Japan comes over. Yep. All right. Imagine though. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> oh, oh my God! And we're gonna get. Oh, we're. Oh, I'm gonna hold off. I'm going to post, uh, you know what we're going to do this week? We're going to get some uh, opinions from some other friends and uh, fans on what they think could happen in this match. And we'll try and see if we can get it out to the social media. Perfect. That'd be great. That would be great. We'll book the territory and see what we can predict. So with that being said, please remember, we are not a market substitute for AW's Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the TNT Network. And don't forget ever that if you love podcasts, make sure you visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of shows covering sports, business relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. Over 28 shows on the hashtag CMG network. And if you don't find one of your one you like, you can start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website to visit. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast, as well as blogs, videos, and latest information. And with that being said, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Dylan, thank you for joining us this week. That's Dylan. You saw Tyler. I'm Noah Cross, and this was Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Thank you. Listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.